Round one, fight! up everybody and welcome to another edition of combat zone that's right bw sports one fans it's powered by rockstar realty 317-503-8322 talk to sean at talk to tucker today 317-503-8322 elite performance where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality 765-499-1005 Become elite at Elite Performance now. ElitePTIndy.com. Revved up tattoos. 317-537-2667. If you're looking for a new ink, new piercing, call my boy Todd at Revved Up Tattoos. 317-537-2667. And Bomb Burger Steak and Shake located at 7960 US 31 South in Indianapolis, Indiana. Bomb Burgers Steak and Shake. Today, folks, we got another special guest in the house, popping cherries at Combat Zone left and right here, the wonderful, beautiful, multi-talented Teresa Sagala. Thank you for joining the Lion at Combat Zone, dear. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for saying the name right. No, <laughs> I got to get Hey, you know, and it's funny, I didn't even ask you before we came no. on, is this how you say it? I've been practicing. <laughs> My parents, oh my God, they name me and it's like, and it, if you read the name, it's not how it sounds. So I get it all the time. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's it. Well, you know, I, my last name's Stevens, okay, with a V. And I have a lot of people spell it with a PH. It's like, no, it's not Stephens, it's Stevens. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. welcome to combat zone welcome to combat zone thank you again for coming on we appreciate it i cannot wait for this coming up fight that we'll get into here in a minute uh i know your background somewhat you're from the brazilian jiu-jitsu background originally and you were the first female black belt at gracie baja correct from chino yes from where i go to yes so because there are a lot of other black belts from Gracie Baja and they're known. Right. <laughs> so the one that I came from, yes, I'm the first one. So kind of give the BW Sports One world a background of your your uh, combat sports career. Where did it start? Obviously, we said BJJ, but where has it gone from there? So when I was younger, I always wanted to get into wrestling. But um, my age at that time when i was in school that wasn't a thing there wasn't there i think we had one girl on our team um and now they have a huge wrestling team and they have lots of girls in there but back then it wasn't a thing and i wish because i heard like kat zingano once talk about that um and she had the same thing and i wish i was like her and i just pushed for it so when i got older after having my um my first daughter uh she did a little bit of Taekwondo, wanted to get her into that. And I always wanted to get into something else because um, Taekwondo, I was never big on kicking. Um, back then, it was, I did it because I always loved combat sports. Um, and eventually I found Jiu Jitsu. Um, I 
went to Gracie Paha. I actually started at the one in Upland um, with Ana Laura Cordero and um, Rafael over okay. there. Um, but when I moved around for work, the Chino one um, became closer to me. Um, and from there, we would watch UFC fights all the time with the other fellow jiu-jitsu teammates that I had. And I just like, I want to do that. I've always wanted to get in there and I always was a competitive in nature. I, when I was younger, I was in sports and my whole thing was like, if you do one, you, you compete. Like you always want to test out what you've learned and see if you're actually doing well. And so for me, I'm like, I did jujitsu, but I always felt like there's so much more to it. I feel like in real world, you're not just going to have one thing. And it's good to know, like, I think everyone should go in and learn a martial art and, and, you know, get into something because it's amazing for you, especially in real life, if you have to use it, especially as a female. Absolutely. So I found a, I decided that's what I wanted to do. I went and I found um, a local MMA gym. Um, I started at Millennia. Um, and from there it was history. I just started doing MMA and I'm just the type that no matter what, cause I train with people that like, you know, they're all in. I mean, I started out training with um, some of the girls there. We had like Tatiana Suarez and this was before she was in the ultimate fighter. And those are my training partners. And it was like, they weren't giving you any, it was a hundred percent when you went in and I didn't care. I'm all, I would come home all the time, like bruise her. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was hard training and I I'm used to it. And I think they, um, at times, and you'll see it even in any other MMA gym, you're like, Oh, this person's probably going to quit. And I'm sure they thought that about me, but I, I definitely am not but you're stubborn, right? No, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> I mean, that's my last fight. You'll see. I ain't, I ain't, gonna, I ain't taking no. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that here in just a second. <laughs> Definitely. Because honestly, fight of the night that night, it, it, it stood. I couldn't believe that. Let's just say I couldn't believe the event on pay-per-view started that way. Yeah. I mean, it was like, holy shit. This is the first fight of this pay-per-view. What's screwed up? The crazy thing is we were a swing bout. So it was, we might not have started that first fight. Um, so it depended on how long, cause they, we were, I guess they had one more fight than they were, than they usually had. So they didn't know if we were going to start off the main card or if they were going to put us okay. on the prelims. So we could have ended the prelims that way. It just depended on how long the fights went. And it just, turned out that it worked out perfectly because to start out an event like that for any card like that just keeps building up for everybody um afterwards like the fans are like oh i want to keep watching and see which is sort of cool because i hear a lot of people saying like oh it was sort of a letdown because you would watch everyone and it wasn't as good as your guys is i was like that's awesome i just obviously we wanted a different outcome but like for me i was like it's amazing to be part of it and if it wasn't for that fight i don't think i'd be where i am today so well that definitely gave you a, a hell of a spotlight let's just say that way i mean oh, yeah. that was your your debut in bare knuckle fighting championship leading up to that fight and I ask everybody this, especially when they make the transition from um, a gloved combat sports to a non-gloved combat sports. What was the difference in your training camp leading up to that fight, knowing that, okay, the gloves are off. Now it's totally different. The biggest thing that they kept talking to me about was um, and training your knuckles. And, like, I just wish – so for me, I think uh, for most people, I think you need mentally being prepared, like – 
I like I I already am pretty strong. I think well-rounded everywhere. I think I go into every fight knowing what I'm going to get into. And I just, I, in my head, I'm like, it's all go from here. So uh, whatever happens, happens. And I have a really high pain tolerance. Um, obviously we saw, <laughs> I was like, for me, I was like, I didn't feel anything. And it was almost honest afterwards. I was like, Oh damn, that was our 10 minutes. It's, it's well, obviously it's longer. Cause you have the minute in between. Right. Like it felt like it was just, night and day like it already happened and I, I couldn't believe that we had already been in there for that long um so leading up to it like i think the biggest thing for most people should be like that mental prepared like you better go in 150 percent don't like half-ass anything it's not gonna help you here um i didn't have anything to rely back on other than uh my stand-up training so it was just more focusing on the boxing um and the stand-up striking um and I was doing it still with my striking, my MMA coach, and then my MMA gym. Um, we uh, there was a boxing coach there too, but he wasn't around that much. And I was still more doing it with my MMA. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference for this next fight. Is I made sure right after that one, I went to a boxing gym because um, I feel like you, even though it's still not the same, like you, you still a lot of the foundation uh, that you're going to need is going to be that boxing or that cleaner striking foundation Um, because you don't have anything. You can't rely on going back. Yeah, you can clinch, uh, but you have to be able to get into the clinch and you have to be able to understand how to get break their reaches and how, how to angle off. Um, And in MMA, you do that by, you know, finding the takedowns or trying to grab the leg for the kicks and you don't have that in bare knuckles, obviously. So it's, it's a little bit different. You, you gotta, you gotta sort of train a little bit of everything. And we were doing most of our um, sparring either with um, uh, MMA gloves. So I was using mainly MMA gloves or when I was doing mitts, it'd be without anything. So that was like the biggest thing that I was doing for the last one is the knuckle conditioning. But I feel like it was, I needed more of the boxing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now we move from then Taylor Starling was your, was your opponent that time. Um, uh, my opinion, honestly, be totally honest with you. I think if you would have not got knocked down, yeah. this was a major draw. I mean, uh, you couldn't necessarily take it one way or the other, other than for that knock or was it? Two two. There was two knockdowns. Knockdowns. And I, I got, not, so she had that clean straight, but the, the only reason why, and the reason why I was able to get up so fast, because people were like, oh, I was so amazed. Um, my feet weren't underneath me. And that's why I say, like, that boxing foundation. Right. I, I knew it when I was training that I tended to square up a little bit because I was going and my right foot wouldn't trail behind me. Instead, it would go on the side. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why I got my butt back up right, right away. And I wasn't hurt. Nothing was right. hurt. I wasn't dazed. I didn't see stars, nothing. It was just, I didn't have my foot behind me. So there was nothing to push back on. So, so it, it sort of sucks. And that's why when I heard the scorecard, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> like I was sort of annoyed with the scorecard, but you hear it all the time in boxing and you hear, even in MMA, I get annoyed with the, the scorecards. Yeah. Judges, whatever they see. But I was just like, I don't feel like it's, that much in her favor and especially from everything that I'm hearing from everybody and even watching it back. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel like she stole every round. <laughs> Sorry. And, and this is not a dig towards Taylor Starling at oh, all. Definitely I mean, not. She put on a hell of a show with you. Oh, definitely but not. To me, like you're saying, 
when you let it go to the refs, anything, anything can happen. But man, recently over the past year or so, you have seen some shitty refing. Oh yeah. Or not? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, judging. 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 Yeah. I mean, God, I, I hear 50-45 all the time, and I laugh. It's like, come on, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're telling me no. It's like not a single one. Okay. Right. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So how much did that throw into that stubborn? body of yours okay they did this to me the judges wise yeah now i'm going getting ready to show what i'm in so what have you done from that time to to right now about two weeks out of the fight so i, I obviously had to wait to heal a little bit so it took a couple weeks but i went straight to the nearest the best boxing gym in the area that i could find and so i went there and that's where i've been um since the fight um it sort of hurt with the the right uh my right hand um because i was still going even though it wasn't 100 percent healed so it took a little bit longer to heal um but that's where that stubbornness came back out wasn't yep. it i was like, well, I, was like <laughs> I need to fix this i need i saw things and i know i mean i knew things from before everybody has things even like the top level there's things that they got to work on too we all have something that we have to work on wow. um and so i've always been that way though from day one, even in jujitsu, like I do a competition, I'd be like, man, why did I do this? Oh, I went to the wrong way. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I would go back right after my competition. I'd be in the night class uh, training and my my professors would laugh at me, be like, look at her, she's over here training. She just competed. I, would do, I did IBJJF, I didn't get my medal. So I'm over here in the gym trying to fi fix the stuff that I worked on. Obviously, there was a little bit more injuries involved in this one, so right. couldn't go right back the day after. But that's the type of person I am. I like literally, if I know I did something wrong, I want to go back and fix it. I'm really, really stubborn. <laughs> hey, you know, stubborn is not always a bad thing. No, not when it comes to this. It's like OC. I guess it's my form of OCD for my training. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, in, in different aspects, you're showing your kids that you can do anything you, you put your mm -hmm. mind to it. Um, being a female, you have daughters, you know, you're showing them that it doesn't matter in a quote unquote man's world. Oh, whatever yeah, A woman can do just, just as much as a man can with the exception of fighting men, because I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, now. <laughs> so you, and I'm not even going to say the, the person's name, but I think we all know who I'm talking about in MMA that is a man mm -hmm. fighting as a woman. If an organization came to you and said, hey, we have this fight for you, A, would you take it? And B, where would you tell them to shove it? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> they could definitely shove it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> and on top of that, like I, so I'm a kinesiology student. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I major in. I'm actually getting my bachelor's right now. I'm hoping to get into athletic training and eventually um, into med school. Nice. So for me, like biologically, and I've seen it, like I see it all the time. I'm on some jujitsu and other, or other things and like they have their own stance, but like for me, like it doesn't make sense. Even if a person, it's like the same thing with taking performance enhancing, you know, like taking freaking steroids, you still have that lingering effect that's in there. You still have already done the stuff to your body. It's even though you're changing and you're getting different kinds of hormones to take, you still naturally have an advantage. And I get people are like, well, these people have an advantage. There's just some people that are gifted, but that's different. Different. It's yeah. still not different. 
Um, how, and how is it really gift? And this was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but those oh, people no, out there, how is, how is it different in this aspect? Because it's a man fighting women. Their bones aren't going to get anywhere near, like you're, you're still have the, uh, bare bones. The structure. That you're born with that you can't take away. Right. You just can't. And so I think in sports, I mean, Olympics has it. Um, cause there's, there's females that are born with an extra chromosome and that's been already debated and they can't, you know, compete against other women. Cause that's not fair. It's like one of those things. And I know that's another debate um, that's out there too. <laughs> that's sort of right in line with the other ones. So, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but for me, I just personally don't, I don't feel like it's a fair clean shot. Like if we're, that's the whole point. When you see all these high school students that are going out there, and I know how hard it is to train. I know how much we give up. But all these females that are losing to people and losing their scholarships to these people that are saying they identify that way and that's why they want to train um, and compete against the girls, that's not really fair. I forget what state it is that, like, all the scholarships went to these two people. And that's not fair. Not at I all. We already have a hard time proving where that we're – a part of this and that we you know as a female we want to be in this and that we're just as good as the men if not better um so i think it's like one of those things so you're making me jump through another hoop is basically what i see i absolutely agree with you dear i, yeah. I mean you said it better than i was going to say it thank yeah. you for saying it because i just slipped on my words and said something that probably somebody would have been offended by so thank you for helping me out on that it's okay i'm sure somebody is still gonna get mad <laughs> at me but but Every this day. is my personal opinion you can have your own opinion that's my opinion <laughs> So when like it me, ain't gonna, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, when you when you bring up, you know, the, the equality side of things, you take your guys' last fight, okay, you mm -hmm. and Taylor. You put that up against any fight that I've seen since then, and it's like, okay, that right there is one of the top two, top three fights in bare knuckle that I've seen in a long time, and it has nothing to do with, you know, a girl on girl or guy mm -hmm. on guy. It's a fight. And you ladies put that fight out there and entertained the hell out of everybody watching that. Oh yeah. I I think um I really think that it's even teammates, I don't think they thought that that's the type of person I was, but I've always been that way. Um and I think when it comes to just straight boxing, that's makes it a little bit easier for me to show like uh, when I first started MMA, that was one of the one thing that a couple of my coaches would point out is like, you're a little bit of a brawler. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I'm like, get in there and you're already in there and punching. Like, I'm going to stand. I'm going to punch. I want I want to be the one that, <laughs> that's still right. standing. Right. Uh, well, it's about uh, it's about like proving your ground and holding it and just staying there. That's that's my mentality. And that's how I went into this fight, I was like, I want to win. I know she wanted to win. So I think that we were both in that state of mind. Mm -hmm. And I think she was, I think she was very similar to me in her way of thinking, like we both signed up. We want to fuck each other up. Like, that's it. Like, I, it's like you ain't going to leave unless you're bloody and cut up. Well, that, that was me. I was happened. like, because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. As soon as, like, when she was standing across to me in my head, I was like, you can smile all you want, but I'm about to freaking <laughs> bust no. open your face. And I busted in her open, her, uh, I busted open her face first. <laughs> yeah, I got to fluster. 
<laughs> I was like, I didn't start getting cut till round three. And one of the things in that fight um, that I made sure I didn't make aware of is the cut under my eye kept pushing blood into my eye. Mm -hmm. And so it was hard for me to see. But you never say that during a fight, do you? No, I was told that somebody, um, I forget which guy's fight it was, he asked to wipe his eye because the blood was going in his eye and they cut the fight. Yeah. And I had already known because I, in reading the rules, it said that if the blood was going down and obstructing your vision, that they would cut it. So I was like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not even a show like it's happening. I'm going to keep throwing. But I was like, man, that's why this many punches were busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still landing too. So I was yeah. like, well. That's yeah. what I was taught. I was like, you give five and you might hit two, but at least you freaking threw it through. Because I, th I think um, when they told me how many punches were thrown, I was actually, I didn't think that many were thrown. Um, I didn't, I honestly yeah. felt like I wasn't punching that much. Oh, you racked the, the <laughs> punch count. I was almost at 300. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. So taking, taking that uh, experience, couple months ago into the debut fight of Pearl Gonzalez in bare knuckle fighting championship, just, you know, just what a week and a half away. Yeah. And, 16 yeah. days. Yeah. So how are you feeling? What are you looking into on this fight? What's uh, the training camp different? Like I, I know obviously the boxing mm -hmm. more so now, but you know, what all has you, have you changed up? from the previous fight to this fight and what are you looking forward to in this fight? Well, I really, I really watched, I mean, I watch all my fights, but I really watched and I, I saw a lot of things that um, I really needed to fix. And like the biggest thing is the foundation of the footwork. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, I know my volume's there. Um, yeah. So I, I knew that that's going to not be an issue. It's more, and I didn't feel tired. Um, and part of that could have been like the huge adrenaline, the fact that the rounds were only two minutes. Um, part of the time I didn't even remember, I remember going to the corner, but I don't remember going to the corner. I just remember fighting. Um, hope no so, doctors listening to this, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was the adrenaline. It I wasn't, it wasn't concussion. It was literally <laughs> it's just how it is when you're in oh, a fight. Yeah. Like, I tune everything out. Yep. And so for me, it's just, uh, same things that I knew I needed to fix and just going and, and really taking on that boxing and, her there's a lot more video out there on her and i know she's um not that much of i know she's got stand-up because she's she was golden gloves i think a district winner in illinois when she was younger um so she she knew how to, how to throw but i feel like she's going to be a lot more technical um and not as wild so i i'm expecting a lot of different things from this fight and i just in my mind i just feel like whatever way it goes i'll be ready because i feel like i've already been through a 10 minute war with somebody i stood in the pocket i swung you know i we freaking threw till we were done like that was it we mm -hmm. weren't gonna stop so um i have that experience on top of all the other boxing training that i've been doing it's just been trying to continue to grow and get better at the punches that i already knew that i that i'm good at and then fixing the things that i i need to work on those little things that we can fix um in the amount of time period that we knew we had because originally we were supposed to fight in may mm -hmm. like i i was booked with her since she got her debut we just couldn't say anything so now that it's finally out there and it's in June, it's like I've known for a while and right. she's been for a while. So she she's has her film on me that I'm sure she's watching. 
Um, so I'm ready. Well, <laughs> I was I know. ready fight in May. <laughs> I know I can't wait for this fight because I'm ready to have you show the world another battle like you just went oh, through. Yeah. Now, hopefully, the difference in this one being is your arm will be raised at the end of oh, the yeah. fight as the victor. And again, I'm looking forward to getting that post-fight victory talk with you after the fights. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the plan. I mean, I've been, that's what I trained for. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm trained to do. So I feel like my experience and then just, I mean, I, I know people don't see her as a striker, I, but when I saw her fight in UFC, I was like, oh, she's got decent hands. Like she throws, but I just, I feel like um, seeing what I did and just the reaction that I got and just what I seen people saying, even in like, not on my page, just on the other pages, like it, it basically um, put back onto the belief that I, I knew that I had striking in me. And, you know, for me, I was, I watch and I'm like always pushing myself down, like, Oh, that's bad. That's bad. You know, you don't look as good of a striker as you are. But when I see other people comment like, Oh, she's got good hands. Like, okay. So I'm not as, as bad as like in my head. Cause you know, we always put us as, as athletes always put us on a different level than we actually are. Um, Cause we always want perfection. <laughs> that's course. what we aim for. So when I see other people and even like getting the catching the eye of like Tyson Fury who wrote something who who saw it where they made an article about it I'm like okay so you know I'm I'm definitely where I wanted to be and now it's just getting to another level and I I'm gonna show that at this next one I'm definitely gonna show what I've been learning and I think um, people will be happy to see where it's gone and I definitely hope um, it goes the way that's in my head but. At the end of the day, I feel like my hand's going to be raised. Well, we all know a fight is a fight and anything can happen, but I'm definitely on your side in this <laughs> one here. I want to see that hand raised. Now, really quick, before we let you go and give you your sponsor shout-outs and all that, I like to get, do something called Rapid Knockout. It's right. five questions, has absolutely zero to do with the fight realm. Are you ready? Sure. First one, favorite food. Oh, I love sweets. <laughs> I love dessert. Oh. My favorite, my favorite, I have a sweet tooth. My favorite thing is um, we have a place called Porthos over here in um, California. It's a Cuban bakery and they have, um, it's similar to, I don't know if you ever had Tres Leches cake, but it's milk and berries. So it's like a lighter cake. Um, Tres Leches is a three milk cake. So okay. it's really sweet. <laughs> See, I'm not really a cake eater. I'll take a, a good cherry pie over a cake any day. I don't like pies that much unless it's like banana cream pie. <laughs> uh, I can do that too. We're yeah, good. that one's good. Cheese Obviously, I don't miss many meals, okay? <laughs> Especially when it's a good dessert. You'd be surprised how many sweets I eat. <laughs> Some people are always like, you can stay that thin and eat that. Yes. So uh, do you have like a personal uh, sauna in your in your house? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am in California. It's always hot. So summertime, you tend to not have to worry. And the fact that usually I fight at 115 and for BKFC, they only have the 125. It doesn't make it that hard. I'm what, on, you, what are you usually I was, walking at? I usually walk around 130. Oh yeah, you're fine. So Hell, I was like, okay, extra Yeah, we get to add extra. We added extra weights for when I, my strength and conditioning. So it's like let's pack on muscle. So I was actually surprised because um, usually my abs don't show at all until like the week of fight week. Right. Yeah, right now because it's been so hot, 
they're already there. I'm like, hey, they're coming through. There you go. There you go. All right. She's a, she's a sweet eater, folks. Uh, question number two. What is your go-to playlist when it comes to music? What genre or individual or group is on your playlist right now? I listen to a little bit of everything. Um, so I like I do like like the top 40 um, stuff. So anything that's on the radio. But I grew up with country. I love country. I'm a country music fan. Uh, but I tend to like more of the girls that sing than the guys. Because I know people are like, country's whiny. But I feel like the guys are whiny than the girls. I still like Garth Brooks, like all those old ones. But I listen to a little bit of everything except for like jazz. And I used to listen to like house music. But I can't do that anymore. It's just too much for me. So here's a funny, here's a funny story. I never went to a country uh concert in my life okay yeah a couple years ago my wife and i end up going to i think it's dirks bentley yeah um never going again no <laughs> no offense to everybody i just, country music is just not for me you know you gotta go to like a miranda lambert con like I went to, so I went to Carrie Underwood. Hers is really good. But if you don't like, like, slower music, like, she did, um, it was very much, like, theatrics. Like, there was so much that went into it. And I just like Miranda Lambert because I like, like, that kind of music. Like, Carrie Underwood's music where she's talking about the, like, <laughs> messing up the car and stuff like that. That's the kind of country music I like. <laughs> So, like the guys, when when you said that they kind of sound bitchier and crying more yeah. about the than the girls do. So the ones that yeah, the ones that talk about you know my wife left me, left me, took my truck, took my dog, and all that. Yeah, I don't mind Florida Georgia Line. I like Florida Georgia Line, but I'm just like there's just somewhere I'm like nope, change it. <laughs> like okay, I can't. Okay. I'm like I, I wouldn't cry over that. <laughs> no. I wouldn't cry over a country song getting changed either. So we're on the different aspects of that, but that's okay. Um, if you're not training, you're not fighting, what's your favorite hobby? Um, I actually like photography. Um, I was never – so I, I've been in school for a bunch of different things. I've changed my major so many times. Um, I actually went and got my license for hair, but I got pregnant with my son at the very end of the school, and my doctor told me um, – because of um, past medical history that I couldn't do hair um, while I was pregnant. Really? So, yeah. And I was already in the job that I had, they promoted me. So I just never went and did anything with it, but I always liked art and I couldn't draw for the life of me. Like I, if I draw now, it's like five-year-old drawing. So I was, <laughs> my thing is photography because it's a way of being artistic um, and still uh, being creative and uh, catching just moments and creating stories. I, I love that stuff. Um, and just editing. Everybody has their own personal style of editing. So I'm still learning. It's still just a hobby for me. Um, but I've always loved photography. Nice. Okay. So I expect here soon on either the BW Sports One page or my personal profile page or Instagram somewhere, I expect a drawing from you dear i want to <laughs> see your drawing skills i could if i i have a my my cousin had a birthday party where it was um because she's she's older she's not a kid she's she's tw i think 26 27 now uh -huh. uh, but she, her birthday party was one of those like paint like whatever you wanted you got the canvas almost yep. i forget what the it's like create whatever there's a store by us that does that and 
I'm like, it literally looked like my daughter when she was in fifth grade. <laughs> I still have the picture. I was like, here, Momo, so you can have it. <laughs> right. I'm, again, I expect to see something. <laughs> oh, one day, one day, maybe. <laughs> if it wasn't for fighting, if it wasn't for any combat sport, jujitsu, taekwondo, whatever, what would your sport be? Or if you like watching a different sport. I was never into watching sports. I love playing sports. Um, I actually always like playing basketball. I haven't done it since maybe a little bit after I was in high school. Um, but I always love playing basketball. I'm just short. I'm five four, so it's not, I'm not, I was actually pretty good at it when I was growing up. When I was playing it, when I was in middle school, but everybody was as tall as me. So. Right, and then everybody grew. <laughs> but I definitely don't have the height to play now. <laughs> so if you had to pick a team, who would you? Who you said volleyball too? Volleyball too was uh, okay. was fun for me. So if you had to pick a team of basketball to to root for, who would you pick? It, are you, are I, you a I Lakers was, fan? I was never a fan of watching um, because I feel like it's so boring to watch. I get everybody gets so excited, <laughs> but that's why I watch combat sports because in basketball it's like what it just goes one side to the next, <laughs> and all you know somebody can steal, somebody can get hurt and get a foul, but that's it. But that's why I like playing it and not watching. But I like combat sports because it's not predictable. You think you might know who's going to win, and then all of a sudden there's an upset. Or, yeah. you know, you get the Aljamain, the knee, and they call the fight. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like combat sports. Yeah, I played volleyball when I was younger. And I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I don't listen to Lakers anyway. No. It's okay. I said Clippers <laughs> or Lakers. <laughs> oh. Anyway, but that's because it's LA. I live I live close to LA. So I know. LA team. That's the only reason why. I so, only team I ever rooted for was um in middle school was the Green Bay Packers. But I was living in Wisconsin at the time. Sorry. So all we had around <laughs> us on the on the winter, um, in winter during uh, when it would snow, they would uh -huh. create like snow sculptures and they would paint them, and that's all you ever saw is like I'm the sure. cheese head, everything. And we had a really cool ice castle because I lived in Eagle River, Wisconsin. And every year they have a ice castle that they put in the middle of town. Well, the only part of town that's considered part of the town because it's so <laughs> small. There's like 5,000 people in that city. Oh, wow. Okay. They're <laughs> tiny. Yeah. My, high, my middle school back then, it was basically like 10 cities all in this one um, middle school because we were all like maybe 1,000, 5,000. Like you didn't have very I many gotcha. people. Yeah. So, so did you play volleyball too? I did when I was in um, middle school. I played, um, and I, I liked it. And never, just I just high school. I just never continued doing it. Um, I didn't get the overhand like uh, uh, throws until I was out of high school. When my oldest daughter started doing volleyball in okay. um, her high school, uh, that's when I started practicing. I was like, oh, I get these now. I couldn't do it before. Thank you, combat sports. <laughs> I always had a, I always had a freaking serve underhand because I could never get the overhand right. And now that I now that I know how to throw punches, the overhands come come easy. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> Fifth and final one. Whether it be in the sporting aspect or the personal side of things, growing up, who was your role model? Oh, so for me, like um, I I never really had 
one person that I really, really looked up to. I think the biggest one for me was actually my grandfather. Um, he's passed. Um, he actually passed when my daughter was like two. So it's been a long time. But he was one of the kind of men that no matter what, he was always there for you. Like I would, after I had my daughter, I would go to his house um, when he was still around and he would give me money. I was like, I don't need your money. And he would like sneak it into your like wallet or he'd somehow sneak money. But he was always like on your side. And he was one that um, he like left his house. He, he didn't have that great of a childhood. He left his home when he was like 14. Um, and he made something of himself. He became like the first Hispanic postal master in the area he was because he grew up in uh, Santa Barbara area. And when he grew up, it was very, very segregated. And that's actually why I learned Spanish from school and not um, from my family because he wouldn't him and his wife, uh, my grandmother, wouldn't teach my aunts and uncles Spanish because of how they grew up. Gotcha. Um so he had a really hard life and he ended up being a postal master. He had owned a bunch of land and a bunch of, um, he was a, a landlord for a bunch of people and he would give them so many chances to like, there was people that when he passed that like hadn't paid for my parents uh, and their siblings found out that they hadn't paid for years and he was letting them still live there. Mm -hmm. So they had to obviously kick them out, but he was just one of those, he was a really decent guy and he was just, one of those people that I looked up to because I knew how his background, where he came from and just what he did and how he still was able to be the type of person he was um, definitely wanted to be more like him. So do you think that that was uh, maybe an underlining push in your uh, career now in combat sports? Always. I wish he was around. Um, he would be so proud. Like my family um, is proud. And I think for me, like, for MMA, they, there was a couple of them that would watch and stuff. And when I did this bare knuckles one, even more watched. Um, and I just, I, he's one of those people that I was like, man, I wish I could be like, look, grandpa, look what I'm doing, you know, but I'm sure he's watching. But for me, I was like, he's just one of those that I'm like, everything I do is in my head. I'm like, I, you know, I know this would, he would be proud of where I'm at, right. you know, following in his footsteps. He was the first. I'm going to be the first one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Folks, you see, now you got me. Now you got me stuttering. <laughs> Teresa Sagala, folks, thank you for joining us. Now is your time. The floor is yours. Who would you like to thank? Okay. So first of all, uh, my management team, um, Sucker Punch, and then Chad Leslie is my agent. I just want to say thank you for everything you're doing for me. Um, and then I have a couple of sponsors that have been awesome. Um, they really helped me out for this camp. I have MedCBD. Um, they've been giving me some pain cream and stuff. Um, that definitely has been helping me uh, for this camp as well. Um, we have Real Eats. Uh, they're a meal prep thing and they're food is delicious. I've had other milk prep plans, but this one is amazing. Um, as well as um, I'm going to actually have my t-shirts coming out soon. Um, it's going to be through the MMA tea company. It's supposed to be coming out today. So there's that one as well. And then title is actually going to be outfitting me for my um, fight. So want to say thank you to them because I have all my outfit ready to go. Doesn't it feel good that you don't have to worry about that? Oh, yes. I'm like, dude, like last time. So I was told on the last fight that I was supposed to have um, my shorts and stuff and I wouldn't have to get it. And then last minute I was like, nope, didn't have it. 
I was going everywhere searching. I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna, and then like what I wanted, I couldn't find. I'm like going on Amazon. It was so hard. I, I was glad this time, I was like a month in advance, a month and a half in advance, um, Chad told me that like titles on board. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> well, it sounds Love like it. you got somebody that's got your back definitely in that Yes, realm. definitely. Sharisa, <laughs> thank you again for coming on Combat Zone with me. Again, you are more than welcome anytime. Uh, we'll definitely have to get that post-fight interview going and scheduled, and I look forward to seeing you fight. Uh, Thank you. June 26th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> I that. that ring. <laughs> Folks, thanks again for joining us. As always, we will see you next time on Combat Zone. We out.